J.C. Ryle's Devotional Thoughts on the Gospel of Luke. Section 53. Jesus Feeds the 5,000. Luke chapter 9, verses 12 through 17. And when the day began to wear away, then came the twelve and said unto him, Send the multitude away, that they may go into the towns and country round about and lodge and get victuals. For we are here in a desert place. But he said unto them, Give ye them to eat. And they said, We have no more but five loaves and two fishes, except we should go and buy meat for all this people. For they were about five thousand men. And he said to his disciples, Make them sit down by fifties in a company. And they did so, and made them all sit down. Then he took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he blessed them and brake, and gave to the disciples to set before the multitude. And they did eat, and were all filled. And it was taken up of fragments that remained to them, twelve baskets. described in these verses is more frequently related in the Gospels than any that our Lord wrought. There is no doubt a meaning in this repetition. It is intended to draw our special attention to the things which it contains. We see, for one thing, in these verses a striking example of our Lord Jesus Christ's divine power. He feeds an assembly of 5,000 men with five loaves and two fish. He makes a scanty supply of food, which was barely sufficient for the daily needs of himself and his disciples, to satisfy the hunger of a company as large as a Roman legion. There could be no mistake about the reality and greatness of this miracle. It was done publicly and before many witnesses. The same power which at the beginning made the world out of nothing caused food to exist, which before had not existed. The circumstances of the whole event made deception impossible. Five thousand hungry men would not have agreed that they were all filled if they had not received real food. Twelve baskets full of fragments would never have been taken up if real material loaves and fish had not been miraculously multiplied. Nothing, in short, can explain the whole transaction but the finger of God. The same hand which sent manna from heaven in the wilderness to feed the nation of Israel was the hand which multiplied five loaves and two fish to supply the needs of five thousand men. The miracle before us is one among many proofs that with Christ nothing is impossible. The Saviour of sinners is almighty. He calls those things which are not as though they were. Romans chapter 4, verse 17. When he wills a thing, it shall be done. When he commands a thing, it shall come to pass. He can create light out of darkness, order out of disorder, strength out of weakness, joy out of sorrow, and food out of nothing at all. Forever let us bless God that it is so. 
we might well despair when we see the corruption of human nature and the desperate hardness and unbelief of man's heart if we did not know the power of Christ. Can these dry bones live? Can any man or woman be saved? Can any child or friend of ours ever become a true Christian? Can we ourselves ever win our way through to heaven? Questions like these could never be answered if Jesus was not almighty. But thanks be to God, Jesus has all power in heaven and earth. He lives in heaven for us, able to save to the uttermost. And therefore, we may hope. We see for another thing in these verses a striking emblem of Christ's ability to supply the spiritual needs of mankind. The whole miracle is a picture. We see in it, as in a mirror, some of the most important truths of Christianity. It is, in fact, a great acted parable of the glorious gospel. What is that multitude which surrounded our Lord in the wilderness, poor and helpless and destitute of food? It is a picture of mankind. We are a company of poor sinners in the midst of a wicked world, without strength or power to save ourselves, and severely in danger of perishing from spiritual famine. Who is that gracious teacher who had compassion on this starving multitude in the wilderness and said to his disciples, Give them something to eat? It is Jesus himself, ever full of pity, ever kind, ever ready to show mercy, even to the unthankful and the evil. And he is not altered. He is just the same today as he was then. Exalted high in heaven at the right hand of God, he looks down on the vast multitude of starving sinners who cover the face of the earth. He still pities them, still cares for them, and still feels for their helplessness and need, and still says to his believing followers, Behold this multitude. Give them something to eat. What is that wonderful provision which Christ miraculously made for the famishing multitude before him? It is a picture of the gospel. As weak and contemptible as that gospel appears to many, it contains enough and to spare for the souls of all mankind. As poor and despicable as the story of a crucified Saviour seems to the wise and prudent, it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. What are those disciples who received the loaves and fish from Christ's hand and carried them to the multitude until all were filled? They are a figure of all faithful preachers and teachers of the gospel. Their word is simple and yet deeply important. They are appointed to set before men the provision that Christ has made for their souls. They are not commissioned to give anything of their own invention. All that they convey to men must be from Christ's hands. So long as they faithfully discharge this office, they may confidently expect their master's blessing. Many, no doubt, will always refuse to eat of the food that Christ has provided. But if ministers offer the bread of life to men faithfully, then the blood of those who are lost will not be required at their hands. 
What are we doing ourselves? Have we discovered that this world is a wilderness and that our souls must be fed with bread from heaven or die eternally? Happy are those who've learned this lesson and have tasted by experience that Christ crucified is the true bread of life. The heart of man can never be satisfied with the things of this world. It is always empty and hungry and thirsty and dissatisfied until it comes to Christ. It is only those who hear Christ's voice and follow him and feed on him by faith who are filled with